Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ed Greer. I'm producer Bill. And today, we're calling this one Bill and Ed's Excellent Reconceptions. We're not being assholes. A few years ago, they let Stan Lee reimagine the origins of a few DC heroes. And I think that that was an interesting project. And I would like to do something similar with my main man, Bill. Just imagine Bill and Ed creating your favorite superheroes. Here we go. Because the one that I was thinking of is, I, and maybe you could help me with this, because I don't have any specific ideas of how to make them better, but I'm just very dissatisfied with Mr. Terrific. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I am dissatisfied with Mr. Terrific. There's so much, th- so many things about him in the canon where it's like, okay, I can learn a lot of things. Uh, I can read a medical book and do surgery. I have these T-spheres. T-spheres? Come on, man. These T-spheres <laughs> that I throw and the T-spheres have like artificial intelligence because they can be curious about things according to the canon. Uh, but he throws them out. He can make them explode with enough power to blow back, you know, Superman or Captain Marvel, these type of flyers. So he's like, they're what? Fuck, man! I just I think it's it's DC's has so many super gods that when they attempt to make a guy with no physical powers, they just make all these corny ass things that they put. He's got a mask made of nano machines that's bonded to his face so that people can't shoot chemicals at his face, and he's also invisible to technology and dull. I'm just come on, man! I'm not trying to be an <laughs> asshole, but this isn't. Terrific. It's, yeah, it's it's a little bit of like everything in the kitchen sink. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, let's just throw anything we can at this guy. Um, see, to me, when I hear Mr. Terrific, I think that's a throwback name. Like, that's mm-hmm. something somebody would call themselves in 1953. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of got to lean into that. And I understand that in the comics, you know, he's a legacy hero and he took it up from the previous Mr. Terrific and that's how mm-hmm. they justify it. But then, like, Like you said, okay, he just becomes sort of all-purpose smart technology guy, and what does that have to do with being Mr. Terrific? So I don't know if we want to give him a better name or if we want to lean all the way into like, all right, who is Mr. Terrific from 1953, and how does he stay relevant into the modern era? Because I think that's that's the question you got to come up with for Mr. Terrific. I mean, honestly, I think my conception, oh, my God. A black dude from the 40s comes to right now, and he's, like, so out of sorts. <laughs> and he, he was, like, you know, he was able to be, you know, a, a well-recognized, like, dancer or or artist of some stripe. Because it seems like even in the 40s, they would let us kind of do art, us sure. being black people. But, like, like, and he could be, like, a gymnast, a dancer, an acrobat, a this, a that. He could kind of be in showbiz and stuff. But always be hiding this super intellect and be hiding this ability to, like, do all this scientific shit. Because, like, him going and being like, oh, I invented something. They'd be like, no, you, no, you didn't. Or, okay. thank you, that's my patent, you know. But now he's, like, in this marvelous future where he can like supposedly live out his dreams. But I think the remaining racism would really chap his hide. (laughs) He'd probably say something like that. Cause he's from the fucking forties. I dude, honestly, I kind of love the idea of Mr. Terrific being like the reverse booster gold. Yeah. So like in the 1940s, or I mean, even you can even go earlier, 1930s, whatever he's, yeah, he's just an entertainer. He's a circus person, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, 
really big in Harlem, right? Like that's people would go into Harlem just to see Mr. Terrific perform. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, he goes home at night and he's like tinkering with all kinds of crazy machines. And he invents a time machine because he's so damn smart, even though nobody gives him the credit. And Mm -hmm. he winds up in our modern day. Yep. Yep. I just think that instantly he's better. Instantly he's better. There's so much better stuff and that's just off the top of the fucking dome come on dude let's fucking make these guys better <laughs> yes. because it's it's just there just so many dude and i you know what i got stuck into a, a jsa hole about fucking wildcat too I was oh, okay. <laughs> see i was gonna say from jsa red tornado oh okay because red tornado is literally just a red android who can spin around really fast and create tornadoes. I mean, <laughs> well, and then and then they tried to so-called fix him by saying that he was like uh, a what like a wind elemental that was now taking up the body of an android and something like that. I think that was connected to Mr. Terrific because Mr. Terrific got fucked up by the red tornado but the red tornado is supposed to be a piece of machinery homeboy's right. supposed to be like invisible technology that said well basically him being a wind elemental in a robot's body which it's it's one of those things where you're smoking five j's and it sounds cool but it, pra- it doesn't make any sense see i i like the idea of red tornado being some kind of elemental force but to me yes. it's almost like that's like an eldritch creature that you would summon right like yes the, the witches who live on the moors in Scotland worship the red tornado because it, it sweeps <laughs> through and kills everybody sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, this is this is just way out of the box. Rudy Ray Moore had a movie called uh, The Human Tornado. Okay. And it was because he could like fuck dudes up. I think red okay. tornado, you just flip it into a fucking kung fu character that's like, he's not a speedster. But he's about that life. And when he comes through, he fucks your ass up. <laughs> Dude, and he's a little A-team-ish. Like, if you can find him, yes. perhaps you could harness the red tornado. Dude! And people and do and he's got storm hunters. People who are like trying to oh, find and eliminate he's got a the legend. red tornado. Dude, I, by the way, dude, <laughs> I kind of love the idea on its face of like, can you essentially do a real urban legend superhero? Fuck so that, yes. You know what I mean? Like in the way that you get these guys who go out and shit, I mean, I've done TV shows about them who are hunting, you know, gold from the not, from the 1850s. I shit you not, dude. The guys who hunt the lost Dutchman's gold mine in Arizona call themselves Dutch hunters. Yes. And it's like they fucking have conventions about this shit. So I love the idea of applying that to like, no, this superhuman exists and we're going to find it. He's like a cryptid, right? But yes. he's a superhero instead of a monster. Dude. And like, and that few people know that like, he is like a man. Like I, I think uh, I was watching RRR yesterday. Yeah. And dude, I think you should fuck with it. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's crazy when you look at it and it's three hours of time, you're just like, there ain't no goddamn way I'm gonna watch this 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 Bollywood bullshit for three goddamn hours. No fucking way. And then you turn it on, and they start just playing these very manipulative chords of like 
uh, colonialism versus freedom and shit. And you just start to keep watching and keep watching it. And you see, start to see these superhuman feats that these guys are doing. And then you yeah. see this superhuman friendship they have. And then yeah. you see this superhuman rending a part of the friendship. And next thing you know, it's two hours, 35 minutes. You might as well watch the rest of it. Like I, it was fucking crazy, and I haven't even really finished it because I did really get tired, and I was like, I am not gonna act like the last part of this movie wasn't good because I was tired watching it. So I, ha- I'm gonna revisit it tonight and watch the last hour. But all I'm saying is, there's a guy in there that's like the defender of this village, and yeah, he like plays it cool. He gets beat up by people on like purpose and shit, so he doesn't reveal his identity. But when he wants to fight, he can fucking fight like a hundred armies, and the guy he's fighting. They show a scene of him beating up like a whole army by himself. It's amazing. They show an overhead shot of him. There's a crowd all gathered around him and they've they've enveloped him and they they boom up and the crowd moves because he's moving oh. towards his goal. He moves this crowd around him with his physical. It's fucking amazing. It's got so many shots of crazy shit in it. It's it's one of the movies where you watch and you go, this is crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. You just keep it keeps escalating. It's insane. So yeah, Red Tornado being this just unstoppable kung fu force. Once he's like 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 Jet Li in the movie Unleashed. Yes, dude. Just you just clip it off, and that's why he has to stay so focused all the time. Is because when it comes out, it's like a human level Hulk figure. You know, one hundred percent. And that's again Red Tornado. He hits mm-hmm. like a force of nature, and all he yeah. leaves in his wake is red, like, dude. Love that. See? Fucking DC. Come on, guys. Fuck. Along those lines, talk about uh, humor tornadoes and blah, blah. I got to throw in, we got to, f- let's do Bronze Tiger now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, guess we did, I, I guess we just did it. Because that's, I, mean, I think, of. that's kind of what, that's, uh, yeah, if they didn't want to buy our Red Tornado pitch, just throw it on Bronze Tiger. Because Bronze Tiger being like, just think about like a tiger. If you let a tiger enter a Kung Fu tournament, how would it go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's bronze tiger. Like when it comes to getting fucking down, bronze tiger could do anything. But the story point would be bronze tiger finding a way to live in a world where his only skill is really fucking fools up. And the way he fucks dudes up, it can't even really be applied to like boxing or movie. he'd have to go so slow and use so little of his abilities that that he, he, he can't even see that for himself. He has to be like, you know, this super fighter. He has to be this A team or whatever that people call to break out, you know, in case of emergencies and shit. That's the only thing that could challenge him anymore. That so like unleashing a blonde side. So yeah, bronze tiger slash red tornado pitch. But but like red tornado sounds so sick. <laughs> I know red tornado. <laughs> that that's so that's why I said because the name is so fucking cool and the concept is so what the fuck. Like right. you had to do something different with that name. Bronze yeah. tiger though. Here's the thing. When I think bronze tiger. It's almost like you've dipped something in bronze, you've preserved it, right? So I would add a mystical bent and almost give him a storyline. He's like like the story of the wandering Jew cursed forever to walk the earth and witness all of humanity's most horrible calamities, right? Mm. So like bronze tiger has this mystical curse and he's been fighting since like the year 1100 A.D., so it's mm. not like he's ancient, but like dude's been around for hundreds of years and somehow through the machinations of the curse, like all he can do is fight. Like he can, 
he can't fall in love. He can't hold friendships. Like the people uh, around him die. Like all he's good for is fighting. You know, dude, and tigers have to be alone. Tigers have solitary. To have, exactly. Yes, they have to have a large territory that they can stalk alone. And then they come in town, and they, or they come into Tiger Town, and they grab a mate or whatever. And then they got to bounce right afterwards. Like a bang, 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 bye. And they fucking f- go back into the jungle. Yeah, dude. Uh, I I also think though. Okay, building on that, maybe it is because I I don't want to do too many legacy characters, but maybe there is always a bronze tiger, right? So like the okay. bronze the bron- the bronze tiger, I don't know. It's like, it's not even like legacy necessarily, but like the bronze tiger is like this weird kung fu curse that gets dropped on okay. people who want to be super dope like that, and that's what you get. That's the monkey's paw, right? Yes, I was gonna say it's sort of like uh, that movie It Follows, where it's like yes. you have to pass it on in order to get rid of the curse. And so, right. there's this weird thing where it's like the bronze tiger. Okay, here's the story, right? The bronze tiger is the mythical greatest fighter in the world, and if you want to prove yourself, you have to defeat the bronze tiger. But what none of the challengers know is once you've defeated the bronze tiger, you get the curse. And mm-hmm. that bronze tiger is like thankful, like thank you for finding me and, and alleviating me of this. And then mm-hmm. it becomes like, whoa, what the fuck? What does that mean? And now mm-hmm. you're cursed to walk the earth until someone can defeat you. Right. And the and this era's bronze tiger is like the start of the movie, and I'm already seeing it as a movie. The start of a, the start of the movie, he's using the curse as like a mercenary and a shitty person. Or the, mm-hmm. the or the limited series comic book wise, he's starting the curse using it as a mercenary and a fucked up person, and towards the he had towards the end he had to turn it towards a heroic bent, obviously, because he he finds something that to fight for instead of just for you know greed and avarice or 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 just to get out the 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 thing inside of him, it goes to a force of good later when he meets people in story story story. But I think that 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 is a very simple arc for for a limited series or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I like the idea that part of the curse, right, is you can't – it's almost like uh, Midnighter in the Authority comics. Like you're, you're, you just go into autopilot when you're fighting because that's how, oh, that's how amazing of a fighter you are. So like part of the Bronze Tiger curse is you can never throw a fight. Like all that mm-hmm. comes at you ever is conflict and you are, you're sort of cursed to always win the fight. And mm-hmm. so for that guy, I think his mentality is, all right, the only way I can rid myself of this is if I find somebody who's able to beat me. So I'm just going to throw myself into as many situations as possible where I'm fighting people. So you become mm-hmm. a mercenary, you become an assassin, whereas maybe past bronze tigers have gone and lived up in the mountains because they don't want to pass on the curse out of some like altruistic need mm-hmm. to like this ends with me. But then unfortunately, people come and seek them out. But this guy, because he started as a challenger, is like, fuck it, I'm going to fight everybody in the world. And then, mm-hmm. yes, to your point, like he needs to find like, oh, no, I can use this for good. I, I can believe in something other than just me because he started in that very selfish place of I'm going to prove myself better than everybody. And mm-hmm. it got him in monkey's paw fashion 
to never be able to do anything else. And like, oh, now he I, needs to learn. All right. I dig this shit. Here it goes. This is, if it's a 12 issue maxi series, this is what goes. It's an, it's, he's got this agent curse. He did da 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 da. He tried to be a fucking hero. He ran into somebody who could defeat him. That person defeated him, thus freeing him of the curse. But the person who defeated him and took the fucking curse is bad and is shitty. So this bronze tiger has to get himself back in shape to defeat oh. this guy to take the curse back. Oh, dude, I love dude. it. We just wrote fucking. It. That's oh my that's god. The, that's fucking the dude. I'm not releasing this episode. They're gonna jack it, <laughs> dude. Because I'm t- all right. Let's let, we'll, yeah. Let's put that one on the shelf so that we can uh, actually write it and let's move on to uh, dude. Let's move I'm on to something you. else. Um. So. One that came to mind, I know that we're heavy on DC, but maybe that says something about DC's inability to create characters who live up to their names. Um, (laughs) But the one that comes to mind for me is Aqualad for a while went by the name Tempest. Mm. And he was essentially just an Atlantean who could control water. Mm. And they called him Tempest. But Tempest has like that great Shakespearean feel to it the tempest right and like yeah tempest is one of those it's a very flowery word for like the storm of all storms it's the tempest mm-hmm. it's almost like a biblical storm and so i always just felt like man you could do something better with that name than just give it to aqualad <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's it's funny like there's there's all these these weather characters that kind of seemed like amorphous weather, like storm can do storms, but also do all different types of shit. But like, yeah, a person who who has weather powers that can just be an utterly violent, you know, uh, an mm. utterly violent storm that fucks shit up for real. And that's why it's like uh, it's like they'd have to have to do a lot of shit with that before using their powers, you mm-hmm. know, because once they whip it out. It's really fucked up, but then I don't know, man. Like, or or is there some sort of metaphor for the actual storm that is in there, or is it just like, yeah, like water coming in from all sides? It seems like we were in a tempest in L.A. last week. Like, yeah, right. wa- water was popping up like that. See the Forrest Gump, like that was water sideways, water that came up at you. Like, well, I, that that kind of reminds me of the old character, the Human Bomb, where like. It was, a, it was a DC character, and there was a Batman book that did a riff on it where it was a, a young girl, and she was like an experiment, but the problem was her powers would eventually kill her, mm. and like the more explosions she caused at a distance, the more she was going to explode until eventually she used her powers enough that she exploded. And I like that idea that you have a character who's essentially like a nuclear bomb. Like you can use it once, but once is enough. Tempest is the nuclear option. I don't know if there's enough story there. Tempest also feels like it could be the name of a villain. Yeah. The destructive ability of it, I think makes more sense. Along those lines, thinking about like, I love the absorbing man. And I love what he can do as far as like absorbing, you know, different metals of blah, blah, blah. But like, I think that would be a good name for like uh, a, a temporary get skills person. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he, he absorbs stuff. You know what I mean? Like if the the third absorbing man of the year 5750 or whatever was just like <laughs> an absorbing skills person. I, I seem to be really I love people who absorb skills, which is why I was so I love Taskmaster, even though. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those weirdos who was mad about the reconception and the, and the uh, Black Widow movie. 
it's like I've always wanted a character that could assume skills. And go. I that's why I think like human target. I like the concept of it. I just wish they would lean more into like when he's assuming, and I do a little bit, but when he's assuming these people's lives to replace them as the human target. I just think if he had some special ability to be as good as them at stuff, like he could be a CEO of a company for a month and go to all the meetings because he could absorb how to be a dope CEO like that. You yeah. know what I mean? If there was some part of it that, that, that that's why he, he assumes people because it allowed maybe, and there's something wrong with him to where he can't as a regular person, he can't function as his fucked up personality. And he figured out that like, Maybe he's like a classic Hollywood actor. His base <laughs> personality is fucking garbage. So they seek out all these play acting opportunities so they can be someone for a while. You know, I was going to say the idea of a character who can like absorb the skills or expertise or life experiences of people around them would be a good character for the name Multiple Man, who as oh, it yeah. stands is literally just a guy who can make duplicates of himself. So. I mean, right. It's a it's a fitting name for him as well. But if you wanted to add a wrinkle to it, the idea of like the multiple man could be anybody, right? Yeah, yeah, it, dude. Like, uh, and like, and and they tried to kind of remedy that when they kind of made him be able to absorb dupes that went out and got skills. But it's like, right. like Ron, like Ron always says, he would make a billion of them and just give them specific assignments and stuff. But that's kind of the cool thing about multiple man. It's like some of his dupes are like. I'm not just going to do what the fuck you say. I'm a, I'm a guy now. I'm going to go have a ball in China and become a drug right. lord. And then you're gonna, you might have to run into him later and kill him. Cause like, how oh, you became the biggest drug lord and you have my face. I have to, I have to go kill you now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that technically suicide? I, feel like I think it's the moral other, question. <laughs> I think there's a lot of X-Men that could probably fit the bill here. I'm trying to think even like Marvel girl, which was Jean Grey's original name. Marvel girl feels like she should be a much cooler character than just like, I run around and can move things with my mind. And I'm kind of afraid like that was Marvel girl. <laughs> you know what? I think if she was like Phantom X, if they had the ability to make powers up like Phantom X, like she does little illusions and shit. She's really good at all this infiltration. She like she casts these marvels on you or whatever, or like she's able to you know do some marvelous shit to distract you from blah blah. blah. I think that would be really sick because like, I always loved. There was a character I think named Mayhem. I think okay. or or yeah, Mayhem. I think was his name. If he was in your periphery, he was invisible. And he was like a little bit of a swordsman and a little bit of a like, you know, uh, smarty, smart infiltrator guy. And this guy fucked up like all the defenders one time, just being able <laughs> to just, you know, what I'm saying just with these couple little parlor tricks, he was able to really fuck shit up. And I think like a combination of Marvel Girl and Gambit, like G Gambit can flick cards at you. Gambit can flick a pebble at you. Gambit can make a staff come out and bonk you. But he can like do a little magic trick and karate chop you. He can all this little, hey, what, what's going on? They're doing something like that with Marvel Girl as a conception and making her be like a little bit of a secret weapon because you just drop her in, you know, especially since they were going to make her weak in the beginning like she was always yeah. fainting she was always overloading oh, yeah. herself if they're gonna make her a weaker character just make her be like this trickster hey ha, ha, cha, 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 type character while the rest of them are like shooting giant powerful eye beams or being able to lift 10 tons or whatever like bees could or uh, freezing everything like Iceman. then they got this little weird person going ha, cha, 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 you know doing you know, weird stuff it's almost it's almost how they introduce scarlet witch in the mcu 
Like yes, if you think about yes. current age of Ultron, like that's kind of what you're talking about. Yep, yep. See, I, and that, and see, oh man, that's one th- good one on the MCU for being able to like conceptualize her in a way. I think, I think the way that I, we were just doing uh, a, a sort of pseudo Marvel girl, I would want to see Longshot done like that in movies, like oh, just okay. like she's just like, hey, I'm a little guy. Hey, you know, you, he's like Longshot should be like Squirrel Girl, and like he just finds a way to beat you because he's got luck powers. Well, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything to fix Longshot. I think Longshot is a perfect character and they just don't use him Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think the way that it's articulated is cool. He's got little baby cleavers that he throws at you and stuff. He's got a goofy haircut because he's not from here. You know what I'm saying? His world is, is based on a nineties or, or late eighties aesthetic. So he doesn't fit in here. He's he's got three fingers. He's got hollow bones. I fucking love Longshot. There's so many Mission Impossible things that I would do with Longshot. Give me the Longshot movie. I'll write it with Anna Senti. <laughs> I love that you got your co-writer picked out. Uh, oh, and Anna Senti made him up. Great yeah. writer. Yeah. Yeah, she invented um, him. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know what we should really pull from when we're talking about shitty names and non-characters is early 90s image. Oh yeah. I mean Damn. think of, like the leader of Youngblood was named Shaft. <laughs> I mean there's nothing more to say. Uh I don't even know what I would do with that name, but I would probably do something other than he's an archer with an eating disorder, which was what Shaft was in the comics. Oh my god. Uh, I think uh, Rob called it manorexia. <laughs> Very progressive. A, a lot of their names are fucking trash, though. Like Ripclaw. How do you do something with that? <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. Ripclaw. Oh, but it's like Spartan. Now, Spartan, I can get behind. Doing something with the yes. name Spartan yes. is fly as fuck, dude. Like, and I wonder what it would be like this kind of uh, austere neil from heat type character who has some sort of super oh, ability. Because he was a robot. Spartan was like was was literally a humanoid robot with yeah, so, energy so Spartan, manipulation. Spartan was the the main character. I don't know, not the main character, but I guess the lead, the guy in the front of the poster in Wildcats when it first mm-hmm. was released. But yeah, he was essentially sort of like an OMAC character. Like he was a it was an android, and they kept making more of him. And it was like a secret government organization was making Spartan. See, I would use that name. You know, we had that episode a while back about our Superman analogs. Like to me, Spartan Spartan is almost a better name for the Rob Liefeld conception of Supreme than yeah. Supreme is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Superman who kind of adheres to this like very strict moral code, doesn't have a problem with killing, like feels more like the Spartan culture that we know from popular culture, but is one of these like flying uber powerful types. Like that mm. feels like a good use of the name Spartan. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got got to flip it though. There's something about like, like the Spartans, their whole thing was like making a phalanx or whatever. I mean, I know that's Roman shit too, whatever. You're making a big block of dudes to do shit. Something about him having to like draw the power of people around him or like the inspiration of people around him. Kind of like that thing of um, uh, uh, Gladiator from, from uh, Marvel working off of confidence Spartan yeah. works off the confidence of the people around him or something, just something psionic to make the power not just be this like, oh, I'm Spartan. That's why I'm the greatest. It's like, no, the Spartan's power was 
the what the, the, the 300 beat up the fucking middle east single-handedly or whatever <laughs> so, right. so like if right. that's the case then you have like he has the power of 300 guys or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we could tie this into what you're talking about but actually thinking about it you know so spartan as a adjective sort of um denotes a situation, you know, an aesthetic, whatever, that is stripped down, completely bare, like totally utilitarian, right? Mm -hmm. So what if Spartan's powers were that he didn't need to eat, sleep, or breathe? You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not he's not super strong. He doesn't really have like anything going for him except for he just his body doesn't need anything that anybody else's body needs to function. So mm-hmm. like he can outlast you. He's like the ultimate version of Rocky, right? Like he's not necessarily better than you, but he'll take more punches and outlast you in any sort of a fight or situation. Or he's Dude. like the ultimate spy because he could literally like he'll camp out somewhere for three months at a time because he doesn't need to eat, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, Dude. That that's it. That's what I'm talking about. That yeah. never have anything in your life that you can't walk away from in three seconds flat. You know, there you it? go. Yes, but so he is like that middle in uh, in heat, dude. He he fucking. He, there's nothing that he needs. He doesn't need anything, and that's what makes him so dope. And what makes him be like one of these guys was like, if he was ever to fall in love, it would almost like claw his. It would hurt him more than anybody else. Well, that's that's the thing. His story is that he has become the ultimate nihilist, the ultimate cynic. And like he will go and, you know, hide in a crawl space for three months because he's perfected like meditation to not go crazy. Or maybe he went crazy a long time ago. So now he doesn't even care. But the whole thing is like his power has essentially completely separated him from the human experience. And so he would need through the course of the story to like reacquaint himself with that. Dude, that's fucking hard as fuck dog. I I love that. I really do love that fucking Spartan. Yeah. The man who doesn't need anything. What do you Ah. get the man who doesn't need anything? I appreciate that a lot. And I was going to say along those lines, I'm looking at other early image heroes. So another young blood character was die hard. And in a weird way, the same thing could be applied to die hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like it. I do like it better as Spartan though. Something about is, Spartan just, yeah, it's the, it's the broad Steiger red tornado of it. Although we did make give Rod Steiger a dope ass uh, curse. So yeah, we, we got, we saved him too. So basically I think, uh, dude, die hard would be a fresh ass day, but it just, it begs to be a healer character, which I'm so over. And that's what I like about Spartan is just like, he's just like, Oh, giving him a tiny bit uh, or maybe even not giving him a tiny bit of that. Um, Tom strong, ability to sort of focus on something in his head to like push pain away it's mm-hmm. like if he does like somebody's being like hey spartan so how did you do this that and the other you, you must got this thing to like turn off your body and you and you don't need the pain so you just turn it off or something right and he's like no i just 100 percent. you know what i mean it's like 100%. that's not the case at all like, it's like it's like, oh, man. I mean, it's one of those things, right? He's in a war zone. He's doing some spy shit. He gets like a piece of rebar through the gut. And then he like stays in the rubble for three weeks until somebody comes by. And it's like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, that must be part of your powers. And it's like, 
it's not. I felt it the whole time. <laughs> yep. So the, I just, uh, I just told myself, I don't, I don't, I don't need to react to this. So I didn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't need it. I don't need to overreact. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't need anything. Oh my God. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. baller, dude. Yeah. And obviously his body would have to work some kind of way. See our, see our, uh, physics of superheroes episode on the Patreon for, for, some, for other examinations of how his body or, you know, maybe that's an episode we'll do in the future, how somebody like Spartan's body would have to work from to not need anything. Dude, that would be a dope project for us to just do as an ongoing thing on the Patreon is we, we flesh out Spartan as a character, the way we've just conceptualized it. Oh, dude, I really think so. Because all the funky, fresh adventures he was he was in, and just like, oh, I saw that guy. He was in Dubai in 2013. I saw that guy. He was in such and such in 1988. Like, he's, dude, this legendary John Wickian uh, spy character. Oh man, I, I also love the fact too that he would like he could die by conventional means. Like if you shoot him in the head, he would just die. But if like if you try to drown him. It won't work. So it's exactly. this weird thing where it's like, I've seen him bleed. Like, I cut him and he bled. But, like, how did he survive? Because it, well, it's, it's just this weird combination of abilities. And, like, those dudes, like, those those people who are just, like, their whole thing is to, like, choke you until you pass out and then break your neck. So that character jumps on him. It just gets him in this expert choke. It just cuts yep. off air to the brain. It's just perfect. But Homeboy doesn't need air, so Homeboy just like calmly takes his hands off and beats the shit out of him. Oh it's my like, god! What that's good. <laughs> How that's so fuck? yeah, that's so good, dude. I, and I, <laughs> <laughs> you could come up with so much fun shit with with this idea, oh, dude. Yeah, and he could like even go into like fires and shit. Like he doesn't have to if he doesn't have to breathe. He could just like make sure he doesn't right. get all that toxic shit inside of him if he still has anything like lungs, you know, uh, and just like just okay. I'll just hold, I'll hold my breath for 30 minutes while I'm walking into an active fire. And, right. and he's still and getting burned and shit, right? Like, yeah. because he's like, he's still vulnerable in that way. But again, because he's such a hard motherfucker, like he just doesn't care. Yeah. Spartan's um, body of injuries like would make Batman's look like nothing. 100%. Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh man. That's fucking Spartan's hard. Dope. Spartan is like Spartan is like the James Bond we deserve, you know? Oh fuck yeah. Well, what we've kind of given him is a little bit of that one guy. Uh people shit on some of the Pierce Brosnan ones, and this one especially sucks ass. But I think in is it's either Die Another Day or the one right before that, there was a I think Robert Carlyle played some guy who had something went into his brain like a nail or a railroad tie or something went into his fucking brain and knocked out his pain center so he was just walking around couldn't feel any pain it could endure anything forever you know what i'm saying and it's like yeah like that but like better kind of like dark man too the old sam raimi movies nice yeah dude i also think um i love savage dragon but I uh, mm. he doesn't seem like a very savage dragon. He seems like a guy with a family who fucks <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know I mean? See, that's I don't even know if I have any I fixes love. for that, but that's awesome. No, that's I actually was thinking about Savage Dragon also when we were coming up with this episode idea because one of the things I really love about that character is the way he's portrayed is sort of the last thing you would think of when you pick up pick up a book called Savage Dragon. Like, yep. You think it's either going to be some kind of like 
martial arts Mortal Kombat thing. It's going to be high fantasy. You know, if he's a superhero, then he's going to be some kind of like berserker rage type guy like Wolverine. And like, mm-hmm. nope, he's a cop. Like, <laughs> he's just a cop. And he, yeah, and he fucks a lot. Like, that's his that's his deal. Fucking Warblade, dude. It's it's the kind of name that you come up with in detention. You know, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, fucking the kid next to you is doing a swastika on the fucking table, and you're just thinking about stuff. It's like, a uh, Warblade. Yeah, that's a great name. But, like, if, if somebody made me come up with a character name for that you know what's funny it's what i think they should try to do with the black knight Mm. like just somebody who inherits this like ill sword that changes them or something like that you know yeah and and even if you flip it into the new age where you somebody gives you this ill ass sword that seems both ancient and from the future and due to your mentality, like the character Warblade, uh, he got my, he got bio metal manipulation. So he's like the the metal is bio shit, but like the sword becomes your bio metal. So you could use it as a big fat sword, or use it as like finger claws slash arm guards, like almost like the Witchblade situation. You know what I mean? Like it's this thing that's a sword, but you can use it. To, I guess I just invented Witchblade. So there you go. <laughs> They're not all winners. <laughs> It's the necro sword from Gore the God Butcher. Exactly. There is something so dope, though, and maybe it's just because we were raised on Thundercats and He-Man, but there's something so dope about the cursed sword. Like I love there that, is bro. there is that I mean it's it's a big one it'd be like I think somebody had the experience just listening to me talk about a war blade as I hear when I hear about goddamn elves and orcs in a story that isn't Lord of the Rings which is like Jesus Christ right can you just leave that in the story that it's in and just use anything else for any of your other stories why 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 is there this baseline of characters that are in a lot of fantasy shit like a oh God. And and then I, that when we were thinking about Savage Dragon, like, oh, I don't want to do an actual Savage Dragon character, <laughs> like a character right. that's a dragon that sucks. You know, well, listen, man, I, I, that's why I think Savage Dragon is like a really perfect name for that character. I, I wasn't going to bring him up because, again, it it does the exact right combination mm-hmm. of both living up to the promise of the name while also completely subverting your expectations. So it's yeah. like. He does have the characteristics of a dragon, and we will show him being savage, but, like, otherwise, he's a dude who lives in Chicago, works for the police, and, like, just wants to have, you know, uh, a nice breakfast and some sex later. Like, that's just the deal. <laughs> a nice breakfast. Oh, God. And he, he he needs to stop letting his girlfriends answer the door is what I know about that. Mm, that's Jesus true. Christ. God, that, that that is, that's a running it's a running problem for him. He's worse than Wolverine. <laughs> I mean. There's a character from Cyber Force. Well, first of all, they have Cyblade, who is the exact sort of uh, problem as Warblade. Where it's like, okay, you're just mashing together two cool sounding things. Your 13 year old mindset. But they've got a character named Ballistic. And I feel like you could do, because Ballistic. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Ballistic has a couple different connotations. It's either like the science of uh, weapons, or it's like going ballistic, like you flying off the handle sort of a thing. And I just mm. feel like you could do something with the name Ballistic. Now she's a speedster, right? And the and the and the is that is that the speedster? No, that's velo- velocity is a speedster. Velocity, that's what I'm thinking. So velo- velocity and ballistic, I think, are both names you could do something cool with. Because like v- velocity being able to imbue things with velocity, 
You know what I mean? Like being able to just be like, okay. And like ballistic, mm. being able to imbue things with a ballistic nature. Like, okay, I, now this pin is a bullet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's, that's blasting to do damage or whatever. And velocity can make, do that with a, with a coffee cup. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Maybe they could both do it with simple oh. objects or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, what if, I mean, what if they're characters that work, that often work together, like ballistic and velocity. So you almost, you can get a fastball special out of them, right? Like, yeah, ballistic. Ballistic is almost like bullseye in that can turn anything into a weapon because can find the exact right angle. Some combination of like bullseye and Karnak from the Inhumans. Like oh I can always shit! Point. Yeah, yeah. And so like she could do some damage on her own, but then yeah, velocity. I would say velocity isn't like necessarily a speedster because I just think that's an overused and kind of shittily executed trope most of the time but the idea of being able to lend velocity to something like i touch this and i almost like a weird variation on gambit's powers yeah it's like i touch this and i load it with like this kinetic energy so the minute ballistic sends it going in one direction or another it's now going like mach three um mm-hmm so yeah, it's like the- velocity charges it and ballistic launches it and that's their combination yeah that that could be really interesting that they, and them having to work together and like if you knock one out while it's happening then the shit goes awry or whatever you know like also it's funny that ballistic in the comic books was just like hey she just you know shoots people that she has a bionic arm and she has a bionic eye and i'm ballistic like right right <laughs> ballistic man <laughs> I, dude ballistic yeah that's the thing it's such a dope name i like the idea that ballistic is is deadly on her own in that sort of Karnak or bullseye way where she could like fuck you up because she always knows the weak points and she always knows the angles and she knows how to hit and all that. But then, yes, like she's she could take out a whole fucking battalion of people if she's with velocity. And then the idea, too, of velocity, like she could pick up anything and throw it at like 800 miles an hour and destroy things, but has no ability to like really control that. So she mm-hmm. sort of becomes this whirling dervish without ballistic there to sort of keep the powers in check. I don't know. I like yeah. that idea of it's almost like a hawk and dove situation, right? Like they have to work together. Yeah, to be definitely for most for most effect. Why weren't we friends with anybody in fucking La Jolla and <laughs> when we were little kids? Like, dude, cause just like sitting around and like thinking about things like this is is the juice. Like that's what makes these names work is thinking about, okay, how can they embody these type of names? What would be the third character to almost make this a Charlie's angels Trinity, but it's like the deadliest <laughs> Charlie's angel Trinity. Imagine <laughs> there's ballistic velocity and oh, so, somebody named chamber. <laughs> so they get a bucket. <laughs> Focus it. <laughs> like, I, gonna, all right, I, I can make a tunnel. <laughs> Like impact or, you know, like something about you could send it in the right direction. You give it, you know, velocity and then I'll charge it so that it becomes a bomb. Between the three of us, we could pick up, you know, the stapler off the desk and like destroy an army base with it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking, yeah. hey, the bombardiers. <laughs> like, who is a ballistic, ballistic velocity and fucking whatever the fuck the guy's name is? Yeah, I, I really think... That uh, in closing, I think one thing we could do also is figure out like people who are like perfect because Wolverine is perfect. 
Wolverine is literally the perfect name mm. for the perfect guy. No notes. Superman, perfect. No notes. He could do everything you ever want to do. Fly, sure. be strong, be invulnerable. Just perfect fucking name. Incredible Hulk, perfect name. Spider-Man, perfect name. There are so many characters that are just like Night really crawler. perfect. Nightcrawler, fucking perfect. So I, perfect. Uh, Juggernaut perfect mm. although i think i think juggernaut really could use a little bit of i don't know I, I love the fact that he can't be stopped but he's always getting stopped so at a certain mm-hmm. point you know what i mean <laughs> at a certain point we have to like fix this you know what i mean uh, i think i think they should work long and hard about like thinking about kane marco's powers but the fact that he is a uh he's not a mutant he is a fucking magic character it's just like well all the rules go out the window I think yeah. that's uh, when we imbue our magic characters and stuff that there's always some intrinsic flaw to it, you know, and I I think I don't know. I haven't seen it done really well with with Kane Marco. I, I never really liked the fact that his origin is he knows a fresh mutant, but he is a magic character and he kicks it with all these other science characters. It's just like I, I don't know what to do with that. You know, even though his name is fresh. And- I, I agree with you. I think that that character is begging to not be magic based. And I mean, Marvel has really gone in on creating an entire mythology around Sidorak and the gem of Sidorak. And it's like, I don't know. I don't care. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how to fix that. But it, that's, again, always one of those problems with magic where it's like the minute you create lore, it's just opening up opportunities for people to keep dumping more and more lore on it. Absolutely. So if you guys have any more characters you would like us to redesign, I think this might be the start of a series too. If you have yeah. any more characters you'd like us to redesign, and I'll give you a nice little taste at the end here. I gotta say the fact that Luke Cage wasn't played as a noir detective from the beginning is insane. Mm. It's insane. People should. People used to come to him with cases, but it was always, these guys are fucking with me. I'll pay you money to fuck them up. No. Where's my daughter? Where's this Raymond Chandler stuff? We got the, we got the, we got the, we got the tungsten man involved in the scheme. See, and blah, blah. And he's going to end up sleeping with the fishes and all this different shit. We will we'll pin the crime on him because he's invulnerable and everybody knows it. And da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like he should have been involved in Raymond Chandler-esque adventures. For the fucking entirety of his life. And him getting a kung fu sidekick would put him in sort of the a cool green hornet place or something. Or like mm. just a cool, like, yeah, like uh, Easy Rawlings Mysteries where he had the guy named Mouse with him played by Donald Don Cheadle. And Luke Cage being able to be like, now nah, I could squeeze you and punch you and stuff, but this guy's going to kick your head off. You know, mm-hmm. all, th- <laughs> this, this, this tag team going out and doing stuff for the community. That should have been the way it was the whole time. And it just got perverted into him being this uber superhero and blah, blah. But yeah, so that's that little taste. But honestly, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod. Thank you for leaving uh, reviews. Even if you have to log into Apple Podcasts or Spotify one fucking time, drop that review <laughs> and then get in the, get out of there. You know, And uh, I do believe uh, we're going to have a lot more of these type of shows coming up. So any characters you want us to kind of go to work on and see if we can uh, improve or help out in any way drop them in a comment or a five-star review (laughs) there's also an email address that they could uh, they could send it to right and it is email the greatest pod 
at gmail.com. Email thegreatestpod at gmail.com. So, Bill, I'll let you take us on out of here because I know you have a great improvement on the rendition of how we get out of each episode. (laughs) Well, let me just say thank you for listening to a creative, iconoclastic, reconceptualized episode of The Greatest Pod!